0: Welcome to the Houston Rocket Club Insider Podcast. This is the exclusive show for our members and staff, where it's all about the who, what, where, and why of our amazing club. But before we begin, here's some food for thought. Hello, my name is Dwight Edwards, and the title of today's message is Changing One's Mind. Uh, Playwright George Bernard Shaw wrote, Progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. I think that's so true. Changing one's mind is sometimes the most difficult task any of us face. And the most important. There are times that realizing we are wrong and that another is right requires profound humility. That's why, more often than not, the great issue in changing our mind is not intellect, but pride. A great example of this comes from the life of Abraham Lincoln he given an order to which his Secretary of War, Edwin Stanton, responded, Lincoln is a damn fool. Word of this response leaked back to Lincoln. His reaction, did Stanton say I was a damn fool? Then I dare say I must be one, for Stanton is generally right and he always says what he means. And he then rescinded the order. As it turned out, Stanton was right. Changing one's mind is essential for success in life, but mind change is almost always preceded by ego release. And that's usually the hardest one. Our flashpoint, change of mind is usually preceded by relinquishment of ego.
1: Good morning, happy Friday. Thomas and Sicily here and special guest uh, of 33 years, Bob Triska. We'll get to Bob here in a second. Welcome to episode number 57 of the HRC Insider Podcast. Uh, as always, Podcast Library has all the other episodes ready for you. I recently talked to a couple of members and uh, they were asking about certain staff members and I said, you know, if you want to know any more about them, episode number such and such is featuring them too. So, With that said, uh, biggest challenge I had today is I had so many comment cards to read. I didn't know which ones to read, so I tried to figure out a few that are uh different and here's one from meg uh, Bissinger. we came in at 8 45 p.m straight from the airport starving we so appreciate the grill taking care of us anna gloria was super the kitchen was super to feed us the meal was delicious just really appreciate the hrc staff always being welcoming and going the extra mile thank you so much and meg we appreciate you going the extra mile writing a common card that long and that nice thank you another one here is from uh the rutherfords nick on the patio was really good today on top of all our requests and very courteous yay to nick then uh s greffy wrote uh is always so attentive and helpful he's one of the best servers you have and if you're listening sammy by the way uh was one of our podcasts a long time ago that's why we know he's from new york city (laughs) town and wrote wonderful lunch the food was wonderful the trout was excellent and jesse was just fantastic great service thank you paul hescox wrote aaron is doing a great job managing the bar and the deck during the astros postseason rush and in the gym esteban is so good with the kids and always friendly and a smiling face then I have one from Dan McClure who wrote, the bartender Nancy was great with uh, service at the bar for drinks and uh, dinner for game three of the World Series. And by the way, at the time of this airing is game six. five. Six. Hmm?
2: Tonight's game six. Yeah,
1: game six. Game and six, so yeah. And I'm, so I'm hoping.
2: Us too. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We got to win tonight and then we can play again tomorrow and hopefully take it. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, uh the crab cakes were delicious, Dan wrote. Mr. Rizzo Patron, uh, great job. Elma, the service, your service for our group of six was just excellent. Thank you. Mr. Molman wrote, Erica, you always do such a great job. It's a real pleasure seeing you every time. And then uh, we got one for um, Jordan, uh, by Jordan mm-hmm. D. Uh, we love Jordan. She was so helpful with our two-year-old. Which made lunch a lot more enjoyable, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Here's a somewhat long one. Let me see if I can get this straight. Um, best service in months tonight. Rossi was our waiter. Equals, what is that? That is a check mark and three pluses next to it. Okay. We dined on the adult deck and had excellent fast and attentive service. This has been an improvement from the past handful of times on a busy night. We uh we fed our children on the redwood deck and had (laughs) excellent service everyone was on top of things today and let me speak to that for a little bit just recently i was asked by uh, a member you know thomas with all these problems we understand what's going on we can't get any staff but um then they're coming they're leaving so many new faces and all of my friends at other clubs and as as many of you know in the national uh, in the restaurant industry nationwide this is a big big issue Mm -hmm. What is it going to take to fix this? And I've been doing this for quite a while. I don't have a magic pill, but the only thing I could tell this person was two things. People and money and time is the third I should have said because as much as we try and as as well as our management staff does, when you get hit on a Friday night with 800 people in an hour and a half, uh, and I've been in this business since 1980, nobody does what the Rocket club does, and if we have the occasional complaints in there. I get that but we take it personal and serious. We want to make sure your service experience here is awesome every time. So help us help you and immediately give us the feedback. You can do that on the HRC app. Go click on the uh, compliments and comments um, tab and that goes directly to me. A couple more cards. Great service by Mariella. She was super busy on her own, but gave us great service and then uh, Masha Lyons wrote that Jordan was really attentive and very engaging with our kids the restaurant was really great with my food allergies we had the best experience and we can't wait to officially join so they are on uh, the waitlist and came in as as a guest uh, I I would think here and then Anna Gloria always so attentive she took great care of us the food took a little while to come out but Anna Gloria kept us informed about the status she did a great job and here's another example what it takes when you get hit with that many people as long as I know what's going on you didn't forget about me we'll be fine Uh, then uh, finally one in very big letters from uh, Maori I believe Jesse was fabulous great customer service so thank you members for writing all those comic cards and there's a ton more on average uh, every Tuesday which is the first day of the week for us after clubhouse is closed on Mondays I pull out about 60 comic cards from our box and so you can only imagine um the feedback that's coming back is just phenomenal and the, we do understand uh that it's not always going to be perfect so again thank you for helping us some milestone anniversaries for our hrc staff one year with us now is modesto hernandez three years is daniel gonzalez ramiro martinez lopez kenya sanchez rivera Ken- uh, Kenya's in the uh, grill as a hostess uh, four years is basilio tizik who is in maintenance, and then Maria Rose is in the main kitchen. She's been with us for 11 years. And what do we have coming up?
2: November 11th is our fall-tastic tie-dye lab from 5 to 6 p.m. for the kiddos. Grab a partner to sign up for the men's club doubles on November 13th and 14th. Wednesday, November 17th is Teens in the Kitchen. The teens will learn to cook the Thanksgiving staples with Chef and his team thursday november 25th is our thanksgiving spin and strength class with sally and for our staff members just a little reminder our all staff meeting will be on tuesday november 23rd at 2 30 p.m and this will be in the ballroom for all staff um, make sure to sign up for all these events on the hrc app except the uh except for the employee party or uh, employee uh, meeting right.
1: <laughs> it's going to be packed you know why i know
2: because why because the turkeys yes
1: yeah, free turkeys you know everybody gets a turkey once a year i think it's a great thing it's that we so do. fun no i think it's yeah.
2: great it is fantastic everybody loves it
1: i remember years ago when chef Bo ordered tom turkeys and we had this really petite uh, employee and i took a picture of her hauling this gigantic turkey over <laughs> to the pro <laughs> shop that's the funniest thing okay um well bob your turn so 33 years uh, bob's been at the houston racket club these days and I know he has many stories to tell, and hopefully we'll get to hear some of those. But uh, as it says here in the script, one of Bob's favorite events at the club is the National Senior Women's Clay Court Championships. And um, although it is a ton of work, once the tournament begins, Bob and his team enjoy watching our members and pros play. Bob says it is always fun to cheer on someone you know. He also likes that his team is on stage when they're grooming the courts as soon as the match is completed. You know, Bob, a member said that to me. I think it was Paul Peacock that said that to me. When you had them all dressed in black out there that one time, they looked so sharp. And I also know that Paul listens to every podcast. So There you go. Little, <laughs> little little something for you.
3: Thank you, Paul. <laughs> there
1: you go. He truly enjoys watching the fruits of the team's labor. Another favorite of Bob's is talking and getting to know the members. He likes to ask the women tennis players their thoughts and ideas for the beautification of the club. He takes great pride in how the grounds look for each member of HRC. Welcome, Bob.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Cecilia, give us a couple of bullet points about Mr. Triska. Yes,
2: yeah, so Bob was raised in Campo, Texas. He has, there's a total of eight of them, so seven brothers and sisters. There's four boys and four girls. Bob is number three and the rebel of the family, and he'll talk a little bit about that. He played football in high school. His degree is from Texas A&M, and he wanted to be a superintendent and run a national park, but he'll talk about his great job and position here that he loves the best here. Yeah, hmm. Bob, welcome. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>
1: third out of the mix. Yes. I'm third out of the mix too, but I wasn't a rebel. I was a, I was, I was a good kid.
2: <laughs> I was a good kid too. So let's but. get to the rebel part in a <laughs> second. So
1: you're from El Campo. So that's about 13,000 people and you lived there with family and you went to school. Where did you go to school?
3: El Campo High School and St. Phillips Catholic School. Okay. And then. um,
2: Let's talk about that.
3: Then uh, one semester at Allen Academy, when I um, did something in a classroom. Um,
1: What's Allen Academy?
3: It's a military school. Oh. Yeah, we were were making a cross made out of matches, and I burnt too many matches and. Made a bigger fire.
1: Where was this? In, in the schoolroom.
3: In, the, school room, in, the, in, the, in room. the Catholic school. Thing. Yes. In the classroom.
2: Yes. This is yes. in the classroom. Yeah.
3: And
1: my teacher... I'm sorry, let me get this straight. You <laughs> made a cross in a Catholic <laughs> school inside the classroom and lit it on fire.
3: Well, no, no, no. We burn match... Yeah, no lay them, them out. And right. then we make a cross out of that. Yeah. And so... To see the chain
1: react, the reaction.
3: <laughs> yeah, so my teacher just got out of the, the Marine Corps a year or two before that, and he didn't take anything... That wasn't normal, and he didn't like it. And so, he grabbed me by the neck and kind of put me against the wall and said, "You're out of here." <laughs> so I was out of here. So
1: it ended up at, at military school. Yes. How did how did Dad take that?
3: They didn't like it. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, my mother said she regretted it later, but uh, I did grow up a little bit. Yeah.
1: So, so you, how old were you at the time?
3: Seventh grade. Okay. Like I, think I said, I, I I had a growth spurt, and I went from 5'4 to 5'8 and, and gained 20 pounds. So when I came back to school, I was like the biggest kid in school.
1: Started a lot of trouble?
3: Not then. Okay.
1: Not then. <laughs> wow. Later. This is already I, getting <laughs> interesting. I, t- I
3: toned it back a little bit.
1: Okay. okay, so you said earlier you graduated from El Campo High School. So um, after that, did you go straight to A&M?
3: No, I went to Wharton County Junior College for two and a half years, and I went to... A and M for two and a half years, and uh, well, actually, I laid out one semester and worked on a actually worked on an oil rig, for, oh. and then I decided I need to go back to school because I didn't like working on an oil rig. Yeah, so uh, yeah, tough job. And so I went to A and M, um, what it, was
1: was your degree?
3: It's in park administration. I okay. wanted to run a, a national or state park.
1: Okay. Um, the there was some work at, at a church group right
3: well yeah uh the girl i was dating was baptist so she worked at a baptist church camp in glorieta new mexico and she got me a job there and that's where i got the idea about wanting to work in a park situation and i worked there like two summers and it was like six thousand feet elevation and so uh I, when i like this i like being up that high in the mountains and so uh that's where I got the idea to, to work in a park. I like I like the idea.
1: How was the How was the adjustment coming from Texas to the mountains? Do you have any issues?
3: Uh, not really. But like we talked about, it was a, a church camp where different churches would come in every week, and we had a baseball team and a basketball team, and we would play the kids that came in, and we would just kill them because they couldn't breathe, and so uh, we just ran them to death at six thousand feet. <laughs> wow. And so we hardly ever lost, even the second team didn't lose to the to them, so
1: okay, yeah. so that that was your first experience in a in a, in a park kind correct, of thing. yes, because I know you told me one time you worked at um, Galveston State Park. correct my in-laws oh that was their favorite hangout, those funky concrete things down there with the benches, and they got the whole place torn up right now. I can't wait to see what they're building.
3: It's supposed to be opening up pretty soon, yes
1: yeah. do you know what they're doing down there
3: i I, I want to look at it, but i I, I don't know either yeah so um uh, but uh, when i was there we did I, one of my jobs was to build the sand dunes so uh we would collect i would collect uh debris with my tractor and dump it in the sand dunes and i made all the sand dunes bigger
1: so now i know where jacob got that from because you were such a proud popper here a few <laughs> years ago bob comes into my office and he goes go, hey i need to show you something cool what you got go online and log into this webcam and what what building was the cam on in, in Galveston to oversee the beach project?
3: God, there's, there's one on the fishing pier. I mean, I, I don't know the building anymore.
1: So I'm, so I'm looking at this, and, and it's the first time I actually saw what they're doing down there, but they were pumping in what? They were doing what?
3: They dredged the ship channel, and typically they will, if they don't use it, they just blow it out in the Gulf. But now they, got a, they had a contract where they took that stuff and put it on the beach. Yeah. And actually they're doing <laughs> it as we speak now. I saw that. So yeah. they built a beach up, and they're – doing it now so what he what he built lasted two or three hurricanes
1: Yeah, it's incredible what the beaches look like in galveston (laughs) because i remember my first visit down there was in 84 there was no beach it was just rocks right below the jetties because hurricane alicia the year before i guess eroded everything yep (laughs) okay um how did you make the switch from parks to superintendent or where you are today Um, how did all that go down
3: um well one, my roommate from school started a landscape company so I wanted to work with him and we did a lot of the bigger well we did a lot of properties until the big job that I was maintaining myself we lost so I kind of lost my job and then my wife being eight and a half months pregnant
1: oh with uh Jared
3: with Jared yeah. and uh so I'm kind of thinking about a job and all of a sudden this this we had a newspaper back then called the Houston Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> and in the one ads, it had position you know, wanted, and I applied for I, I didn't know what this place was, and so uh, I applied for it, and I got it.
1: How did it feel driving in here, first private club in your life? What do you think to expect? Uh, Just c- kind of strange. It was
3: strange. I had no idea. I had no idea. It was a tennis club. I said, all I know is, is grounds. Guess what I will teach you. I said, okay, fine. And so he. Who, who said that? Mr. Manhart.
1: Oh, Horstead. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And how many people applied? You, said, you shared said, with me?
3: I he, said, he told me around 50 people yeah. applied for the job.
1: Wow. So. You, you etched out 49. Right. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a little addition to that story, which you just said. And you know what I'm going to say, because I asked Horst this, and Horst and I are friends. And, and he said, every time he runs into you, yeah, you know, even with that ponytail, I hired you. But you cheated. So tell the story how you came to interview and what you had to do and there was some kind of sight bet going on
3: well uh, <clears throat> the tail itself i mean it's i've I learned if you well when i first saw the tail i saw i mean i saw a girl with a uh, had regular hair and i looked behind her and she had a little tail that was about maybe 15 inches long and it was braided so i went what a cool idea i think i want to do that so mine was only about maybe four or five six inches long and so i if you want to hide it you have to braid it and you hide it and so that's what i did because i didn't know where i was going who i was talking to so uh <laughs> luckily i did that so it was braided and back of my collar and so uh, he never saw it until he hired me
1: but wasn't there <laughs> somebody that sent you over here for the interview and they said he's not going to hire you because of it
3: well that was the guy i replaced um and it was his name was galen and so he he told me because he said he's not gonna hire you with that tail i said "You ain't gonna see my tail so
1: Uh
3: uh, so it was head. and so uh, after that he kind of went okay well it's too late now
1: so yeah here we are (laughs) here we are
3: (laughs) the rest is history
1: so uh, it says here fun fact that in 1988 you had a team of six and how many do you have today 14 14 and the team of six was three grounds three courts or all all everybody for everything. Well, they they
3: did double duty, yeah. But yeah. it was that's the way it was, yes.
1: Yeah, okay. And we
3: had more tennis courts, so.
1: Yeah, all the way to forty-one. Correct. So it's funny. <laughs> I just laugh every time because you know when we had the cleanup after Hurricane Ike with Isaac. I'm not going to embarrass Isaac, whatever. But those members listening, ask ask <laughs> Isaac how many tennis courts we have. <laughs> Isaac's been here forty-four years, so that's all I'm going to say. Okay, Um, how do you as a park superintendent lawn company employee come to a tennis club and know how to maintain clay courts?
3: Um, When I first applied, and uh, he found out that I I had, I guess, a commercial background in in, in grounds maintenance. That's why he hired me, and then I asked him the same question. He goes, well, no, I can send you to clay court school, and I said, okay, we'll do it. So (laughs) he... I went there and uh Florida I went to Florida I've been back one more time since now I could probably teach the course but so that's how I got my background in it and then uh, um two of my guys well one of my my guys that is still here and was there then kind of showed me what to do too so that's that's Julian and so he showed me the ropes and and um I survived
1: so Julian learned it from your predecessor, I guess. Correct. Okay.
3: And he's like, he's, he's 40 plus. So, I think, yeah.
1: Well, you know, as, as, as you know, the last couple of years have been kind of intense, but it's been great with getting the monetary backup to get you what you want. You know, we had um, a very active tennis committee, a committee tennis committee chairman who went to the board and goes, look, this is what we should raise the clear core quality to as good as a job as you do. Can we make it perfect all the time? Of course, you always do until the next rainstorm blows through, <laughs> right? But adding more staff, adding more funding for a department that really is the base for the club. I mean, it's a tennis club, and we're known for the clay courts. And, of course, with the national championship coming in, there was always the focus on getting all the courts ready for the tournament. And we switched to, let's get the courts ready for the tournament 365, right? Right. I mean, you've been getting a lot of compliments. Uh, what about the guys? I mean, is any? they notice the difference or just kind of talk about that a little
3: bit well d- d- yeah this year we had more problems than well we had COVID problems and we had weather problems and so when this stuff happens it kind of brings us more together and so um, we kind of got challenged and we had to do almost twice as much work in less time and so they uh, they take pride in what they're doing um, they're told never tell them member no um, when it comes to requests, and so they they take their job serious and they they believe in what they're doing.
1: And there's something about you have little competitions going on
4: amongst
3: them. <laughs> well, but, during during the tournaments and exhibitions, uh, when they're dressing up the court between matches, they they race to see who's the quickest. And so,
1: not just the quickest, but
2: the best, the, the best right. team out there, best team okay. out
3: there. Yeah. And okay. so What's the uh, what's the reward? A pat on the back
2: bragging right bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> he really wants to get all the departments involved and he's having a hard time doing that i'm like i am game
3: yeah i've been wanting to get the the girls out of the pro shop to race my well to, not to race to compete against my guys but i can't get them to do it there yeah they're intimidated okay
1: but.
2: I want to learn.
1: Yeah, we can have a little It'd be fun, uh, maybe senior staff, activity, staff activity, activity out there. Out there. Yeah, <laughs> this is the time of year to do it. It's not a hundred thousand degrees out. I mean, it's good aerobics. I it's, mean,
2: you said you could teach the class. Yeah, on the clay, it's good so. aerobics.
3: People can lose weight. They can get in shape. It's it's a good thing to do. So,
1: okay, let's switch gears a little bit. So Cicely asked you in the in the script. So Cicely, you go ahead and ask these questions. So, what's his favorite part of the of coming to the club? Oh.
2: Oh, he loves in the morning time. I, I felt I, it, it brought me a sense of calmness when he told me because I'm not here until later, but he's here super early. He loves the sunrises when he comes and the sounds, all he can hear is the tennis balls. And being a tennis player, I just, I was relaxed when he said it and calming and I can totally picture it. No, no mowers, no blowers, just the tennis balls and the quietness of the birds and yeah, so talk about that. You called it something, and I want you to share. Yeah,
3: there's actually a few times where I got here as the sun was rising, and it's you get back in the trees, and you're kind of going, "Where? Yeah, you know, where am I? This is not Houston, Texas. This is somewhere out in the boonies, and it's quiet. And the sun comes up, and it's just like you don't know. You don't know where you're at because it's not. There's no sirens. There's no guns. There's no there's no noise and so you may hear people but that's about it and so like we talked about before i, I like to get up taking pictures of the sunrises well i can't take a picture because the trees run away but um uh, it's very um relaxing
1: you call it a little oasis
3: yes it actually it actually is an oasis to me uh people may think that's crazy but it's if you hear that early um and there's nothing really going on it's very relaxing
1: yeah well, I know you have a, a, a house down at the, at the Bay, and I was saying that earlier in Sicily. and so if he likes the sunrise, of course he likes the sunrise. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a water rat. He loves it. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit. Well, you got a place down there in Galveston?
3: Well, that's, it's actually in Port Alto. Uh, oh, got it. Yeah, that's, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> the house got moved there after Hurricane Carla. And um, since my family's in the funeral business, this was a funeral home that my father decided to move after hurricane carla and so that's the house we go to and it's been there since 63 and we've had category ones twos and it's still there and so um that's just part of our life i mean
1: i remember you replaced your whole pier
3: yes oh we've done that three times three times yes since 2000 so uh, that's that's part of any living by any kind of water or river or lake that's what you have to do that's the price you pay
1: now it says on, and we just you know today's at the day of this recording is is November second. We just had Halloween. Well, what's going on with Halloween at your house? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, no, we talked about my parents. Of course, they were younger than they were probably in their thirties and forties. They would have Halloween parties at the bay house. Um,
2: Epic Halloween parties. <laughs> yeah,
3: ha- yeah, Halloween parties. Being and,
2: an old funeral home, right? Yeah, and so <laughs> it's creepy. Just saying it.
3: We've we've had people kind of walk in and walk out after they <laughs> kind of found out what's going on. But uh, it's, it's, it's been there for 40, 50 years. So it's, there's something good with it. Something's keeping it around. So, uh but, uh um, but that's where we get the sunrise thing from is I usually get up on the sunrise and take pictures and I go back to bed, but it's, I'd like to watch the sunrise with the clouds and the water. And uh, like I said, everyone is different. You never know when it's your last one. So I make a point to take as many as I can
1: or it's a wisdom yes so. for sure. um let's let's do a little work here really quick we
3: need to do a drawing.
2: we do but let's talk about his family yeah 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 you're but married
3: yeah. yes I'm married and I met my wife at the state park in Galveston yeah. and um she works at the Lone Star amphitheater which is most connected to the park so we met um I have two children two boys um they're both kind of almost raised here um
1: well i'll say this about annette and you know i got got to meet her when she briefly worked here at the club but of course as many may not know her the scare with cancer and what you went through and the prognosis and how tough that was and it's been a few uh, three four years ago now and i believe two 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 years But it's just incredible. I'm so glad just she stopped by the other day and and said hello. Yeah. So
3: yeah, she just had her her three month, and she's at zero. Oh, wonderful, so wonderful. News. Yeah, she's yeah you know, she's back to normal. She's telling me how to drive. So Good. She's she's, <laughs> she's back to, to to being normal. Good so. for is you, Annette.
2: Uh, Good for you.
3: Is, <laughs> is she telling you to
1: speed up or slow down? Slow down. Okay,
2: and
3: I'm telling her to sl- slow down. <laughs> be
1: nice okay yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jared Jacob grandkid we talked about
3: yes one grandchild um, he'll be two in February yeah and um, that's about, well and another son's getting married so that's yeah. another good thing to come up so
1: so w- one more thing on the family section here you when you and Annette first met like the first date first met <laughs> she said she's gonna marry you
3: well no that was even before that um, well, how, how was that well I was driving a tractor
2: it's in Galveston right in, in the, state, in the park, state park and she
3: liked the way I looked on the tractor and she went and she told her friends I'm gonna marry that guy and this is before we even went out wow and then uh, then we met and then she told me that I like, went really okay so but she actually said that to me I was like okay well, if you say so <laughs> but we dated for four years so it took four years
1: okay that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and how long have you guys been married?
3: 35.
1: 35 years. Okay. Awesome. Okay. What now we, we can. Uh, what are we drawing for? <laughs>
2: That's up to you. You wanted to pick it. You said maybe a gas card or you get to pick.
1: I get to pick what you we're You get gonna... to
2: pick the prize. Bob yep. will pick the winner.
1: Okay. We're going to give away two days off with pay consecutive- for any hourly employee, Ooh. or if a manager wins, we'll get you a uh, $100 uh, gift card.
2: There you go. Get it. So we're going to do it? You, ha- you have a lot of people <gasps> counting on you. Did you get it? Who is, is it? it? Oh.
3: <laughs> Suzanne.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
3: Seriously, I said Suzanne. She's
1: going to be horrified. Why? Because she's. She's been drawn like three, four times. She's just she well. She hasn't the past. Do not, you want to do, le- do two? No, no. Do you want to do two? You know what? That's a good idea. Let's do two. Yeah. Suzanne, I will let you off the hook. So in <laughs> other words, Suzanne, it's the gift card. I have is, people the, get, now. The gift card is yours, but there's a lot of names.
2: The, the, I have people coming to my office. Is my <laughs> name in there? Can you make sure my name is in there? Yeah. I'm like, yes.
1: Okay, it's Bob. It's here. Who's the second name?
3: Tammy.
2: All right, Tammy. <laughs>
1: okay tammy thatch in yes. communications i think it's the first time oh she okay
3: she, yeah oh, is i thought it was the time. other tammy The pro yeah.
2: okay. no no okay oh, oh. i didn't let tammy take her own okay. quiz okay. Podcast, <laughs> podcast number 56
1: yeah she would know all the answers yeah yeah all right um all kidding aside thank you so much for drawing so again the recap uh gift card for suzanne and then uh two days yeah, for tammy for tammy so Yay. Um, okay Bob, we got to wrap this up, and so one of the (laughs) one of the favorite (laughs) quotes you ever said to me. uh, Talk about that, and then just tell everybody, you know, what what makes it work for you every day. What do you love, and and what advice do you have for everybody else listening?
3: Um, My family motivates me, and I another thing is I want to do. I'm trying to be a better person with going everything with 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 COVID, my wife, and whatever. I'm trying to be more compassionate and a better person help my family and i've learned to use my brain more to get to that p- position so i'm still using my brain as much as i can sometimes it gets me in trouble but i think i get away with it most of the time so that's it
1: thank you bob and thank just you. to add context i'm going to share with everybody where to You said that to me one time, you were so upset, it had just rained, you had just brushed the clay courts. a rain shower came through, and you called two teenagers walking from the parking lot across courts one and two. And you just went up to them and said, boys, why don't you use your brain? And I was (laughs) horrified. I said, you can't say that to a member. I said, what are you doing? But they should know better. They should, but they didn't. They don't, right? Right. So anyway, so got it. So (laughs) wrapping this up, Bob, thank you so much for being here today.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Awesome. Um, and everybody listening, I hope uh, the Astros are World Series champions at the time you're listening to this. And if Me they're not, too. if they're not, we boy, did our best. What, a, what, a, what a season, <laughs> right? Great right. season. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Oh. Yeah.
2: We won the fitness challenge.
1: Oh, my God. Sorry. The biggest thing all the way Yes, the sorry. And I had it handwritten. So, I know. So sorry, River Oaks Country Club, but we took our trophy back. <laughs> Congratulations, Blake and Donna and everybody in fitness and all the members and staff that participated. Way to go. Way to go. That's right. The trophy is back at the Racket Club. And with that, we'll see you in a couple of weeks.
4: Here comes the sun Here comes the sun I say, it's alright Little darling
0: participating in the Houston Racket Club Insider Podcast. And if you have any suggestions, recommendations, or compliments, press the Engage link below and let us know what you think. Or email us at engage at HoustonRacketclub.com. That's E-N-G-A-G-E at houstonracquetclub.com. And when you do, you'll be entered to win some fun prizes. Have an amazing day.